Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What a save from Mark Howard. Wee! <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. We just all came together. Next thing you know, pitch I just started. I feel like the whole world supports Wrexham at the moment. Yeah, I, th- I think that they literally do. I was the youngest ever player to make his first team appearance with Seaford Town Football Club. Oh, nice. As well, our school football team was called like the Golden Generation. Oh. And then I deleted the tweet, so it made me look guilty. I was on the coach, I was talking to David James and, and Lewis Figo. I remember looking around at uh, like the sun was setting and like Gaza came on. The Mikel Arteta just like was so nice. It was the second time we filmed with him. Oh my God, this is it. 93rd minute, Old Trafford, David Beckham, this is my moment. (laughs) (laughs) What a save from Mark Howard. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard and producer Ben. Today, I'm very honoured to be joined by Pitchside host and YouTube football creator, Theo Baker. <laughs> thank you for having me, guys. Oh, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I know how much you love your football and I can't wait to gain some insight off of you, what it's like. Oh, mate, I'm looking forward to talking. I'm looking forward to it. So as I said, he, he hosts his very own uh, podcast with Reeve called Pitchside. Uh, I'm a massive listener. I actually listen. So you, you, you were in the comments a few, a few weeks ago as yeah. well? Yeah, I've slid into your DMs as well. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Soundtrack to my dog walks. From <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, uh, Pitchside is massive in everyone's uh, football commute now. I think uh, especially in the, the car schools and that. Uh, I've got a lot of friends in football that all listen to you and that. Oh, wow. Just want to know, uh, obviously, how did, how did Pitchside come about then? It was actually, weirdly, it was actually meant to be a um, FPL show, so like fantasy football. Yep. So me and Reeve were just talking like last summer, uh, well, yeah, not this, yeah, a year and a half ago, so last summer, uh, it was meant to be a football show, and we were just like, oh, maybe that's not, maybe that's a bit niche, maybe it's a bit niche, so why don't we do an actual football show? Got chatting to our friends, Cal and Josh, who were launching like their own podcast studios. That's the Fellas Studios, Fellas Studios, right? yeah, 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 exactly. Um, we just all came together. 
next thing you know, pitch I'd have started. We wanted it to start for the start of the season. So it was actually a bit awkward that I ended up, it'd been, I think it started like October. So like four games into, four or five games into the season, which is not ideal. But we thought that was going to be a bit like, oh, we're a bit late to the, late to the yeah. gun here. But it turns out it just started it and it was went, mate, it went so well. Yeah. It went so, so well. We changed the format quite a lot since the start. So at the start we were doing like, guest podcasts and like actually doing podcasts yep. and like with other people in the industry like sometimes not even to do football at all it was literally just a podcast so which sort of went away with what we were trying to do in the first place and then like i'd say this summer we sort of changed the format once the season was over and gone down that like football now route if that makes sense yeah no everything that you talk about weekly is so current and yeah. so on point that you you're able to bring up all the like the the details from yeah. that weekend football and it's like you're, you're down the pub talking to your mates almost. That's what it is. I feel like all our mates, like, just like we'd never really have to ask our mates to come on the show. They just, like, sort of ask us, oh, are you, are you around? Like, can I come on? Because I feel like it is literally just such a relaxed environment. Like, you're just, you're just having a chat about football, which you're going to do anyway. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that we're recording and uploading it is just, like, ten times better. That's the beauty of a podcast, though, how informal it is. Mm. It's just a general chat, but... Someone's got headphones on and a mic fr- slapped in front of you. Yeah, and then we started doing the live streams. That's then, hu- is that a lot harder? Then I wouldn't say they're harder. They're quite like, I say that like just being live constantly is quite draining, but I love it. I absolutely love it. You're just watching the football with your mates, having a chat, and then also like drinking at the same time. We've, <laughs> we've actually had to put like a ban on <laughs> shots. <laughs> yeah. So no shots are now allowed on pitch side, uh, only beer and Mixers only. Well, this is your second uh, Wrexham experience in the last few weeks, yes. right? Yeah, we had Ollie Palmer on a live stream. It, yeah, on, on a live stream, yeah. yeah I, live I tuned stream. in. And was, yeah, that's what I mean. I was, I was commenting along, yeah. make, making sure Ollie got battered a little bit. Yeah, oh, he did. He had a sinker. <laughs> so apparently, he leaked some information he wasn't meant to leak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't talk about the Christmas do before it's happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't tell the location and the date either. <laughs> uh, but no, he was brilliant. Like He was brilliant. It was nice to get some insight about like what goes on at the club up there. Um, so obviously we've all watched the documentary, so it was nice to get like that behind the scenes sort of like knowledge and just knowledge into like being a footballer in non uh, in national league. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it was just really interesting, and the viewers loved it as well. Yeah, because you've interviewed a lot of high profile people, but to have someone from the national league come in and just yeah. explain what it's actually like, it must have been a total different take on it. Yeah, no, it it, it was. It was just like it. it like yeah, it's weird because like as a as like a Premier League player, you're like seen as like not a god, but like un- untouchable. Like you can't, oh, don't talk to them. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever. Whereas I feel like National League people can really relate to them more. Bit more unfiltered. Yeah, but just real. Bit yeah. more real. Do you know what I mean? Like it is like you're literally like fighting every single week for your position, for your job, for your like for promotion, for relegation. Like if you get relegated out of the National League, like that's a that's a really Bad situation. Bad, bad Do you know situation, what I mean? But if you get promoted, it could change the club's career for the next 10 years. Yeah. I think you're, you almost get immortalised if you get promoted at a yeah. club. Uh, I've not had a relegation on my CV yet. Uh, I don't want one. Uh, have but a yeah, soon, hope, hopefully uh, we're, we're doing quite well at the moment. So hopefully we can keep pushing on and it'd be nice to get another promotion. Mate, if, if you lot get promoted, oh, be I, scenes. Feel, I feel like the whole world will like... The whole, I feel like the whole world supports Wrexham at the moment. Yeah, I, th- I think that they literally do. But every time we play against an opposition at the moment, it's like their biggest game. They mm. want to beat us just so that the documentary gets like fucked up. But do you not do you not find that that's like so annoying though? Like every game for them is like cup final. I think Mark loves the heat. Yeah, I'm. I do like it. I like but they the more stick you, right? that you get, the better. I think that 
uh, the gaffer has like signed some great characters in a dressing room. I think we we're almost like rising to that challenge mm. and taking it on board a bit more. I think that we're putting more pressure on ourselves and yeah. people realize as well. Yeah, I just, I just yeah, I, I, I know it's not comparable. When I was doing my own Sunday League stuff, we used to like oh put it out on camera, and I'd just get targeted. I'd just get fouled left, right, and center. It was outrageous. But I guess you're a bit more protected and with real referees. What is your football background then? You say Sunday League. I know that you was at Crystal Palace for a bit. Yeah, I got offered a scholarship there whilst I was at college. To go, it, it was like their, um, like you go learn as well. So I guess, it, yeah, I don't know what it's called. It's like where you're learning and playing at the yeah, same time. Yeah, it is like a, they it's take like, you out of school basically yeah, 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 and yeah, let yeah, you yeah. train a certain amount of hours more yeah. than you'd normally get to. Yeah, but it was like, I could have I could have moved up there, but it meant moving away from all my friends. That I, ju I just started like college and this was like, realistically, is anything going to come from it? Were you doing YouTube then as well? No. No, uh, no. no, this was way before. This was like when I was 16 years old. And then I was at Brighton uh, Academy. Like, I had a few trials there when I was younger and stuff like that. Um, other than that, it was Brighton Palace. And then it was just uh, Saturdays. So I was the young, I was the youngest ever player to make his first team appearance for Seaford Town Football Club. Oh, nice. Come on, 16 years old. I remember coming on and I was like, I had 10 minutes, I came on the 80th minutes, 10 minutes at 16 in the first team of the Saturday League. I was blowing. I've never felt, the, how fast that game was, was insane. Bear in mind, this is like the lowest of the low for Saturday football. I've never felt pace like that in my life. Yeah. I was blowing out my ass. No, nervous as well? Or? No, no, I wasn't, I don't really, not, I don't get nervous. I do get a little bit nervous, but I sort of like love the occasion if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then college, where to go? College football. We were actually really good at school as well. Our school football team was called like the Golden Generation. Oh, nice. <laughs> but never won anything, so we actually were the Golden yeah, Generation. Were, yeah. We were basically the same as them. <laughs> uh, and then I just played uni football, like um, intramural on Wednesday stuff. Other than that, that's it. Yeah. The Garden FC stuff? Oh, so, and then I launched my Sunday League team, yeah, with my mates at home. Um, that was sort of like just before lockdown, went into lockdown, not ideal, sort of played, didn't play. Then we had that weird like Christmas COVID shit. Um, that went really well at the start. And then we just ran into the same problems you get with every Sunday league club of people not showing up. You know, A, we were getting targeted, games were getting cancelled and it just, just fell apart and it became much more of a burden rather than something which was fun at the start. Yeah, yeah. And I lived in London, so I was travelling down every Saturday night. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was travelling on a Saturday night on my own and it was just horrific. Is it from there then you got into YouTube and doing the football no, I start, content creating? I started YouTube uh, eight years ago. So just as I went from college to, well, I had a gap year and then I went, started uni, started YouTube in my gap year, started uni down in Bournemouth. Um, and literally my first month at Bournemouth was like my first like good paycheck. I earned like a thousand pounds and went straight out that night. Oh yeah, and I felt like a, I felt like balling. I was like, I'm at uni. I've just earned a thousand pounds. Like, but, and to be fair, when you're at uni and you've just earned a thousand pounds, big. That's all. Oh, that was big. What was the video that banged that month? Can you remember? No, it was like I was doing. Oh, I don't know the video, but I know it was. I know the. It was like. Uh, yes, I do. It was like a few videos in a row which had earned that much. It was um, your FIFA rating. So me and Joe basically made our own FIFA cards. And I think they popped off. Was Joe the initial, Joe Weller, I see, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. initial inspo to jump into YouTube? Would you yeah. do it together? No, or no, I helped him out in his videos. Then his audience were like, do YouTube. 
uh, and I sort of just like got not forced into it. I was like, I sucked right in. I was yeah. like, oh, maybe I should try this. Uh, and it was like a slow burner, slow burner. And then like six months into doing YouTube, I started doing football stuff. And like, it's weird to think like back then I should have realized do more football stuff because this is what bangs. And every time I posted a football video, it would bang. But like at the time it was eight years ago, so I didn't really, I didn't know what I was doing. So I, I didn't really know what to focus on. Yeah. Whereas if I, if I look back at that now, eight years ago, I go, you should have done way more football stuff. I'd love to be able to do more football stuff, but where our hands are tied, obviously with my contract at, with Wrexham and that, like that's something that eventually I'll try and get into. Obviously, Ben Foster's been mm. a massive shining light for all footballers out there. I remember when he first started uploading. It was he started uploading during look, yeah, during when there, no, there were no fans in the ground, right? Yeah, that was brilliant. I thought it was the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I thought honestly it was the best thing. I mean, you know, a uh, hundred shots against Wrexham number one would bang. Oh yeah, fully. Oh yeah, and when I'm when I'm back playing, we're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> back playing after your injury. Could, yeah. Talk about your injury then. Oh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says you made a glass. Oh, that. it's not even like false. It is just true. <laughs> I remember. Well, I like so at school. I, like, I tore my sartorius twice. Like no one tears their sartorius. <laughs> it's, the, it's the longest muscle in your body, and I tore it twice. Not ideal. Was that playing or I literally just kicked the ball. Right. I went for like a halfway line shot, and it went ping. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> uh, so that was, And then I came back too early, so I tore it again. Yeah. So that's why I tore it the second time. And then when I was 18, the day before I was going to Zante, uh, horrific, the day, day before, going to Zante, lads holiday, we're going, uh, I'm running down the wing, um, and someone just comes in and just smacks me. I land like two meters off the side of the pitch, I was screaming. I tore my MCL and ruptured the meniscus. Yep. Uh, I was on a drip on the side of the pitch. No, on the side of the pitch? Yeah, the ambulance had to come and like dr do me because I was in so much pain. They put me on the side of the pitch on a drip. I was like, this oh. is crazy. So I was out for like pretty much a year for that one. Did you just strap it up and still go Zanti or not? I did. Yeah, I thought you would. <laughs> I, did. I knew that was going to be the answer. Yeah. I put, like, you know those massive like knee yeah, yeah, braces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, what, I don't know how, first night out, I went out without my crutches. Oh my God. The swelling I, must have been unreal with I've, alcohol in the system. Oh my God. It made, I think that made it 10 times worse. I don't, A, I don't know how I was walking and B, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> like that, yeah. So that was pretty rough. That was out for a year. So that sort of like started the injuries, I think. And then it's just hamstrings and whatnot. And then you come to now where I just had a hip arthroscopy, which you don't really get when you're 26 years no, old. That's a very old man injury. That. Yeah, it is. But it's basically from uh, repetitive striking. Yep. So just to basically I've taken free kicks over the last, like continuously for the last five years. I can't imagine you warm up for these things either. <laughs> Not really. No, that's that, what I mean. That's a, that's, a, that's a bad thing to do. But I, I started warming up and then I was like, oh, it is what it is. Wasn't that the, didn't you have that the day after the Sidemen match? Three days, yeah. Three, three days did, after. So I filmed Sidemen, so the Sidemen match was on the Saturday, mm. I think. Or maybe the Sunday. I think it was a Sunday. Yeah. Sunday? Yeah, I think, let's say it's on the Sunday. Filmed with Arteta on the Tuesday, surgery on the Wednesday. And I, I was speaking to Arteta about him, and he was like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? But he was, he was wishing me good luck, which was quite nice, actually. But yeah, so I had a hip arthroscopy. They went in there, shaved down the bone, uh, cleared out all the shit in the joint, and did one other thing, but I don't know what it was called. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 the bone was basically catching. So every time I played football for the last four years, it would feel like I got a torn groin for like a week yep. the next week. And it was, oh, it was horrific. So it, it meant that I couldn't film. or play. So when I was doing the Sunday League, if I played Sunday League for Garden, 
I wouldn't be able to film for like a week or two weeks. So that became horrific. Then if I filmed a video, I wouldn't be able to film for another two weeks. So that became very difficult to like make content basically. So yeah, every time I played football, I'd have a torn groin. And I remember like two years ago I did, or a year and a half ago, I did five months worth, worth of physiotherapy. Wow. Spent five months doing hardcore physio, first game back, torn groin. And I was like, there's something not right. That's when they realized it was a bone issue, not a muscular wow. issue. Because obviously you can do all the physio in the world, but if your bones are not, you, you can't change Except, them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Were you feeling the pain in the <coughs> sidemen match then? Oh yeah, every every every. I think match. you played the full match though, didn't you? Pretty. I played like eighty minutes. Yeah. Eight minutes. Yeah. How did you rate your performance? I th- I d- a solid performer. I scored. I I didn't. I don't think I gave the ball away. <laughs> so ever. ever never gave the ball away. <laughs> I think it was all right. But I look back at that. I'm like fucking hell. I was like fat. I was like, unfit. I was like. Just if I look at when I was running five years ago to when I was running like that in that game, for example, the difference is crazy. Like I'm, I look so stiff. There's a lot more pressure on you. Obviously, everyone knows that you're decent at football as well. So well, especially when you got a free kick in like the 90th minute or whatever, oh. you must have been feeling that. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I wasn't nervous because in my head before I'd taken that free <laughs> kick, in my head, it's crazy. I in my this is actually so bad. In my head, I was like. I've scored this. <laughs> I like, think we all thought you would score. I, was, I, was like, I actually thought I've actually scored. Oh my God, this is it. 93rd minute, Old Trafford, David Beckham. This is my moment. <laughs> and I thought, I've scored this. And I really, I, I, in my head, I was like, just get on target. It's so but, safe though, weren't it? It was so safe. But it was on target. With, and with Pie Face from that goal, in, uh, from that game, no disrespect to Pie, it was like anything could happen. Like he mm. could parry this. And he did parry it. It just so happened he parried it like, Perfect. Away from everyone, it was mm. fucking perfect. I was like, for God's sake, <laughs> what I should have done was just like wrapped it and just gone for it. And if it went over, it went over. Do you know what I mean? But I, I went for the safe option and it almost paid Sometimes off. Sometimes just getting it on target though would work. Obviously, Marcus Rashford the other day had a free kick in the last few minutes and it just went over. That was but so close. If he gets it on target, it goes in because yeah. Loris has gambled. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's just like I look back at the moment, I'm just like, oh, what if? What if I just. It was your yeah. moment. Then, it was it? my moment. <laughs> I can't believe moment. it. And bear in mind, five minutes prior to that, I was on the floor for about five minutes because <laughs> I had the worst cramp in my life. I couldn't even walk. <laughs> I genuinely could not get up. I've never had cramp like that in my life. Um, but anyways, yeah, now two months, well, just over two months post-surgery, physio's going okay. You know, it went like that. Then you have your down moments. Then it's slowly going back up. Start running next week, which will be good. Brilliant. And then hopefully back playing within a couple of months. So when I'm back playing... It's game over for everyone. Yeah, because you're used, used to be <laughs> fit, aren't you? Do, yeah, you've yeah. done Ironman before. I did an Ironman, half an Ironman, a half Ironman this summer. So before my surgery, yeah. which was the, one of the best things I've ever done. That was honestly one of the best things I've ever done. Do you think you'll take a full one on? Everyone keeps saying, to this, saying this to me and like Ironman emailed me like a few weeks ago going, what's your plans for next year? Mm. And I'm like... <laughs> Brand deal? I was like, well, yeah, they, did actually, they did actually sort me out with the entry, to be fair. Oh, nice. quality with me. Yeah. But... Um, it's just a uh, uh, full Iron Man. Is, you 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 got to be crazy to do it. Like it is like it's not just training for an Iron Man. It's your your whole life is just changed. For the listeners, what's the the distances of each part? So a half Iron Man is what I did. I did a one point nine k swim, a ninety k ride, a half marathon, so twenty one k run. A full. Oh, is it just, looks disgusted. A full, yeah. a full <laughs> is double that. Which yeah, but when I. As before, when I signed up to it, and you speak to anyone about it, they go, "That's crazy," and I go, "Yeah, that is crazy." But as soon as you start training for it, and you start to like do distances like close to this stuff, it's all relative. Yeah. So like, you get so used to doing these distances 
that it becomes normal. And then I look back at it now, I'm like, that is actually a bit crazy. But it seems so normal at the same time. But I look at the Iron Man, I go, no, that is actually crazy. But then if I start training for it, it will become relative. And I think, oh, shit, no, it is, it's achievable. How, how do you train for the swim? Are you just in and out of the pool constantly? <clears throat> Was it an open water swim as well? Yeah, in the sea. Wow. In the, um, the, what is the, what's the, what's wet, the, the wet one? The ocean in between America and Europe. The, Ant no, the Arctic. What's the sea? The ocean? The, the Atlantic. The Atlantic. It's the Atlantic. It's the Atlantic. It was the Atlantic. Um, surprisingly warm, actually. Really? Yeah, really warm. Because I did do a sprint triathlon a couple of years ago. Was there a few people in front of you that could have been urinating? I think more than a few people, to be <laughs> honest. I think, yeah, so the swim, like, like I'm not a swimmer. I, I When I first got in the water, I was doing, like, four lengths, and that was it. I was dead. So it, that the swim was the one I had to concentrate the most. Because that was the hardest for me. That was my hardest discipline. So I was doing, like, I look back, like, nowhere I could do this now. I was swimming for like 50 minutes to an hour. No way. Just going and do it. And I, I bought it's a, a rhythm, isn't it? Yeah, you, get, you have to just, you just, once you start, like, the first 20 minutes is tough. And then as soon as you get over the hurdle, it's like you just, you're just going and going. But you're also doing like different types of training. You're doing like, uh, not fart look, but like, you're just doing pace training and slower and faster and whatever. So you do a lot of pool work. So I was in the Olympic pool in Stratford a lot. But then the most important bit of the swim training, because it's an open water swim, is doing open water swimming. So I was going back home in Seaford near like Brighton area yep. and uh, swimming in the sea there, which is a lot colder than, oh my God, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> but obviously you got a wetsuit. And then there's like um, just lakes you can go swim in here. Yeah. So that was the best. Yeah, open water swimming was the best because it's so different to swimming in a pool. Because in the pool you're in your swimming shorts. And it's like, no, nah, it's a bit a bit cushy. In open water swimming, you're, you're looking down at like the darkness and you're just like, the shark's going to come and kill you. <laughs> it's terrifying. Right, as this is a goalkeeping podcast, I've got this quiz going on, going called goalie or no goalie. Okay. Right, so I'm going to test your knowledge. I've got five actual international goalkeepers okay. and five non-goalkeepers. Brilliant. Right, so it's one point for each answer. We've got a leaderboard. If anyone wants to head over to YouTube and check out the leaderboard at the moment. Uh, Josh Griffiths at uh, Portsmouth is currently number one. Right, so ready? Crack yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. Right, number one, Ben Tozer. Yeah, that's a real goalie. He's not a goalie. He's my, he's my centre back at Wrexham, the one with a massive throw in. <sighs> but I recognise the name. Yeah, that's, that's what, why I said that's, it's really goal, real goalie. That's the whole point of this quiz. Oh, wait, so it's not made up names. It actually could be like it, outfield uh, players. It could be anyone. Oh, no. <laughs> right. oh. Number two. Lee Rossback. Roback? Lee, Lee Ro Roback. Lee Roback. See, the, I do, I'm going to have no idea. I'm going to have absolutely no idea. Lee Roback is not a real goalie. He's not a real goalie. He's actually the below deck captain. This show bangs. Okay, it's one of my <laughs> favourites. It? It's, one it's of my favorites. so good. Like, <laughs> it's so good. I'm glad I've met another firm. Below no, Deck honestly, Mediterranean is incredible. Oh, yes, it is. I can't even lie. It's so good. I don't know what it is. I don't know what there's about it. Below Deck. Oh. When I was doing this quiz last night, I was sat there with a the missus watching this. Oh, it's and I was so like, good. Captain Lee's getting on. He's getting on mention. <laughs> oh, mate, it's so good. Oh, there's Kate. I remember her. Yep. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's brilliant. Oh, honestly, this shows, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. I yeah. felt a bit guilty watching it though, but I was like, oh, fuck it, this is so good. It's so good. <laughs> I love it, to be fair. Right. <laughs> right, number three, Dane St. Clair. Dane St. Clair. Yeah, that's real goalie. He is a real goalie. Canada and Minnesota goalkeeper. Dane St. Clair. It's a lovely name. 
That is a quality name. Did he? He didn't go to the World Cup, did he? I think he was on the bench. He was on the bench. Yeah, I think so. Very impressive. Twenty-five years old. Yep. Wow. Right, number four, Farouk Bolsara. Yeah, he's a real goalie. He's not. Oh. That's Freddie Mercury's real name. What the hell? Are <laughs> what? You just asked me, is Freddie Mercury a real goalie then, basically? Yes, pretty much. And you said yes. And you said yes. I said, yeah, yeah. I think that's the worst bit. <laughs> what the hell? I, yep. I should have known that, really. Yeah, that's why I thought I'd chuck that name in there. I thought you might have. No, nah, that's horrific for me. Right. Stinker. Well, let's go. Number five, Bono. Now, nah, this is trick. got to be a trick question. It's not a real goalie. It's U2, but singer. I swear to God. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not talking. No, it's pronounced Bonu, the oh, Moroccan goalkeeper. Correct. That's who you're talking about. Nice. Bono. Trying to catch you there. <laughs> I thought after the Freddie Mercury shout, I'd chuck a Bono in there. Bonu, yeah. Bonu. Yeah, I know him. He's 84 rated on FIFA. He's having a great tournament as <laughs> well. Brilliant tournament. He's going to get to the final. Yeah. You think he will? Nah. Nah. But it'll be quality if they do. <laughs> All right. Number six, Evo Gribic. Evo Gribic. Yes. Croatia and Atletico Madrid keeper. Nice. Yeah, Gribic, yeah. No, no, I thought I'd recognise that name. Do you know his rating? 78. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, you're going to try to get it out now. No, pre <laughs> no pressure. Oh, the first thing comes up, people rating. 74 oh. silver <laughs> with a potential rating of 78. Oh, we'll take that. Play. we take that. Right, perfect. Right, number seven, Jared Kareem. Jared Kareem is not a real goalie. He is not the real goalie. He he's is an actor. He's co-founder of YouTube. Co-founder of YouTube. No way. Yeah. Oh, he's the guy. So he, that he, yeah. So he's the first ever video on YouTube, right? Like the kid at the zoo. Yeah. That's him. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. With your YouTube knowledge, I thought you might have actually. Nailed I recognise the face though. Yeah. Still get it right. Yeah. Still you get did, it yeah. right. Right, number eight. I think you're on four so far out of seven. Decent. Number eight, Ivica Ivusic. Ivusic. Could be another, like, Croatian goalkeeper here. Not a real goalie. He is a goalkeeper. Another Croatian <gasps> goalkeeper. Croatian goalie. <laughs> you second-guessed yourself. Oh, what? I hope my pronunciation's not too bad, by the way. Vucic, Croatian goalkeeper. Right, still on four. I did say he was a Croatian goalkeeper as well. Yeah, Damn it. <laughs> I think chucking the two Croatian goalies in the one. Yeah, I was like, oh, they, surely they wouldn't. Right, number nine, Ingvar Kamprad. No. He is not a real goalie. Come on. Who is it? Ikea founder. No way. Great, great name, though, isn't it? That is. I thought, oh, he's definitely going to think this is a Swedish goalie. Ingvar Kamprad just founded Ikea. That's nuts. What, what a store as well. What a legend. Yeah, he's actually like changed the game, I can't lie. <laughs> he's also ruined a lot of people from Flatpak. Yeah. Yes, he has. <laughs> yes, he has. But it won't stop me going to Ikea. No, of course. <laughs> and spending hours and coming <laughs> out with two getting candles. Lo getting lost as well. <laughs> Get a fake plant. <laughs> right, number 10, Cohen Castiles. Cohen Castiles, yes, yes it is. And he's Belgium. Great knowledge. Do you know his club team? Uh, Wolfsburg. Oh, unbelievable ball knowledge. Superb. I packed him one too many times on FIFA. Not ideal. Six, I think I did quite well. Six with out it. of ten, mate. Is that, where's that? Second. Happy? How, how many is first? I think seven. seven yeah, yeah. 
oh, if only I'd gone for the Croatian That's goalkeeper. Just Freddie Mercury wanted to break free. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> well, say there was there was there was some bonus points. No, you nearly you nearly the FIFA rating nearly nearly scored a bonus that. point. No, there are no bonus points. <laughs> yeah, I, if anything, I say another free bonus point for that. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> right, sticking with the goalkeeper theme then. Yeah. Uh, you've worked with some unbelievable goalkeepers. Let's name drop a couple of them if that's possible. I've filmed. I got a picture of Petr Cech. Oh, nice! What he was a nice. Legend. I played against him. I've got his shirt. On. Really? Yeah. Against Chelsea, I'm guessing. Uh, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. We uh, when I was at Blackpool, we played against in the FA Cup and the League Cup. We managed to play Arsenal home and away. That's what's the scores? Oh, we lost both games, mate. I came off one of them injured with a torn groin as well. Oh, I know all about that. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Ben Foster. Yeah. Um, David James. Oh, legend. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's re- I really like him. He's really, really nice. Mad guy as well. Yeah, a bit crazy. A bit crazy, <laughs> but he, he's an absolute legend. He actually really liked, when I played this match at Ibrox in the summer, he actually sort of like took me under his wing a little bit. It was really nice. Because I'd known him previously, so we sort of like, because I didn't really know any of the other guys. Well, I did know a few, but like, I felt very out of my depth there. Um, so he like looked after me basically quite a lot. Nice. Yeah. Big, big Dunarama? Yes! <laughs> I, 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 I was waiting for that name. I yeah, was like, come on, just say it. But I didn't, uh, I took three penalties against him, missed all three. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> as well. In my defence, I landed at 8am from an overnight flight and I was filming at nine. Give me some credit. Not bad. He <laughs> also know. gave the English some stick when you said, oh, what you like at penalties. <laughs> Ruined me. I can't believe it. Like, if I did it now, I'd score all three. To be fair, you went for absolute top bins all, didn't you? I had to, I had to, because what are you going to do? Be play it safe? Yeah, you can't and play I tried, it safe. I almost penanked him as well. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but he read it. And then when he took pens against me, just put him top bins every time. I was like, this is just unfair, isn't it? Like, Even your penanker, mate. You sat yeah. him down and he just put an hand out and went, nah, not today. He's so big as well. He's huge. And he's like 22 years old. He's been playing for like 10 years and he's 22. He's, like, he's, 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 he's outrageous. He's a beast, isn't he? Yeah, he's so big. It's outrageous. Um... I don't know who else. Obviously, Pie Face, massive. Oh yeah, yeah, Pie Face. Yeah, he's a, he's one for the one for the memories. That one. Cow the dragon. Cow the dragon. Oh my god, you yeah, you remember more goalkeepers than I did. Yeah. To be fair, surely there's more. There's got to be more. I can't remember. Is there any that you'd love to work with? Rambo, Aaron yeah. Ramsdale. Yeah, I speak to him a few times, and I think we're hopefully going to do a video, get him on pitch side as well. But I want to do videos because I want to face. Pro goalies to see because I never I've never had any shots against Ben Foster either. Right. So the only pro keeper I've actually put shots against is Donnarumma. It's not a bad level to. <laughs> it's not bad level, yeah, but <laughs> didn't make me feel good about myself. <laughs> so I want to see like how 
difficult it is. Because we, fa- we did, me and Chris did 100 shots against Josh Oluwayemi. He was at Spurs at the time. I think he played for Portsmouth yep. now. And it was just, he's even, like, it's just impossible. Like, especially if you get, fir- like, if you get, like, to 30 yards, it's just impossible to score against you lot. Like, it's actually impossible. So when these guys are banging, I know, obviously, in videos, it's because you're expecting all the shots and whatnot. And in a game, it's like you get wrong foot and stuff. But it, the, the power that the pros are hitting it is ridiculous. I don't think a lot of people actually like realize that as well. The, the, the actual standards of how they're doing it in full flight in a yeah. game, yeah. the pace that they're running at and yeah. the details, obviously the level of defenders, you're setting it up and you're taking a touch out your feet, yeah. teeing it up nice yeah. and then having a shot. It's a total different level than doing it in a match. Like, even like free kicks, like... Like Chris always bangs on how he's like, oh yeah, I could beat an ordinary guy with free kicks and whatnot. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, you might be really like, you, you probably take more free kicks than pros, yeah, but it's the power that these guys are kicking at it, with, along with the accuracy to beat a pro pro keeper and the pressure, yeah, and the pressure exactly. Like with thirty thousand people, fifteen thousand people look like screaming at you as well. It's outrageous. You and Chris have done some challenges, haven't you? Like, obviously, he bangs on that he's the best at free kicks. You're very competitive, both yeah. of you. Yeah, but I, I like it, though. It's, it's all like, we are actually, like, best friends, so it's like, it's all in jest. Like, it is, it's funny. I and think, I think f- you get set up quite a lot from the side men as well, of you two being, like, pitted against each other. Yeah, no, but we we play on it as well. Like, it, it, it is quite funny. Um, and like, and to be fair to him, like, he's actually, he's actually a bowler. Like, mm. He actually is really, really good. And... He is very good at free. He's got a video coming out soon where, like, you see, he's really good at free kicks. Could you do your top three? Your top three YouTube ballers. In it depends what you're talking about, though. In a match or in videos. In videos. So if I'm talking dead ball, who's gonna who's gonna score us a goal for a video? Who's gonna get us the clip? You can put your own name in that mix. <laughs> Simon Minter, Mini Minter, number one for videos. Uh, Chris, number two. To be fair to him. Number three. Oh, this is a tough one. Who's going to do it in a video? Oh, but I'm going to get really quick. I'm going to miss a name out here. <laughs> so, yeah, Simon, Chris. And then let's go. I don't know. Who's third? For, for it's video? probably got to be yourself, no? Okay, all right, fine. Put yeah. Okay, fine. You said it, not me. <laughs> uh, in a match, in a match, different story. In a match, I'd put like... Toby, Manny, mm. Chris. Yeah. Can't believe Vic Star's never getting a mention. <laughs> if he keeps if he keeps banging penalties in, he might have to get up there. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any content that you're looking to create in the future? Yeah, I mean, other people... It's just because with my injury, I can't really do, like, any football stuff. So I had pre-filmed videos. Um, so, so I'm sort of... I'm doing a video coming out next week, which is completely different which is like uh nothing to do with football so i'm excited to release that one it's just i need to get back playing so i can do the videos i want to do yeah um and then it's gonna be more football videos and consistent high quality and i do want to do more sporting challenges like my iron man so there's like there's all right uh, i've got my own on a few things that i want to do like ex- basically like extreme like triathlon stuff like that and I'd like to climb a mountain at some point. Just like testing yourself. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah, basically. It's a bit weird, but it's quite nice. Uh, enjoy it and making the content around it. And also you can just look back on it forever. 
So I'm looking forward to that. But mainly it's just getting back to playing football and actually playing football consistently, filming consistently without having to worry about tearing my groin every time I play football. <laughs> that would be quite nice. I can't lie. You've done loads of stuff recently. Obviously, like you said, the Arteta stuff and mm. the Mbappe and Neymar. It's unreal experiences. Oh, yeah. It's like, especially like this year, like if I look back on this year, like the experiences I've got are just actually insane. Like the Mbappe Neymar stuff is like, they were just so cool. Like that's mad that I filmed with them. The Mikel Arteta just like was so nice. It was the second time we filmed with him. So we filmed with him last year and we filmed with him this year. And he did, he's just brilliant. Like he's, he, his kids watch YouTube. Like he, Arteta knows all about us. He remembered the last, he was banning us about the last time we filmed with him. Like he's the, he is so good on camera and he, he just gets it. And that when you're filming with like people in the professional industry, like if they get it, you're going to have the best video ever. Um, Getting him to clip crosses into you so you can smash volleys was unreal. I had to do it. I had, have I said, Mikel, you've got, to, you've got to get involved. And do you know, if you look, you know he's doing that left-footed. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. I Everything's left-footed. He must have had an injury. How is he that good with his left foot like, a few years after he retired? And pay, then... Pay a casual World Cups on as well. Just... Yeah, it's just, it's just outrageous. Um, then the other stand-up moment was the Ibrox match I played in. That was like, I look back and I'm like, hmm. Big. That was big. I don't know if, you, don't know if you've seen the photo where they've got, we've got like a squad photo and I'm just like in the middle and everyone just, and it went viral on Twitter because everyone was like, what the fuck is this guy doing <laughs> Just like, what is going on? But I was so nervous for that game. Like, you know, you asked me about if I get nervous. I was shitting myself. What was the attendance like? 50,000, sold out, sold out Ibrox, sold out. But that wasn't what I was nervous for. No. I was, I went on, I was like so gassed. I'm like, oh yeah, World 11, Rangers 11, this is going to be sick. And then that morning of the game, I went on Twitter and I should not have gone on Twitter. Oh my God. I was like walking around Waitrose trying to get a banana and like a drink. And I was just went on Twitter. I was like, oh fuck. I was just like, I was just getting so much hate. It's from an old tweet, wasn't it? I tweeted like 10 years ago when I was like 16 years <laughs> old. I tweeted like, go on Celtic. Oh no. <laughs> but and I, and I researched it. I looked back at the date and it was because they had played like a Champions League game. And they were 2-0 down and they came back to like win 3-2. And like as a neutral football fan, that's quite a, that's quite cool to watch in the Champions League. Like, good for them. Ten years, but, and then people found the tweet. Of course they do. These fucking Yeah, they dragged them up, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. And then I deleted the tweet. So it made me look guilty. <laughs> oh, they came with my head. But then The old firm rivalry is real as yeah, well. Yeah, it's really bad. But as soon as I got I was expecting to get booed, like it really picked up a lot of like tracking uh not tracking momentum yeah it picked up a lot of momentum i was like, expect, like i thought i was gonna get booed i thought I was like, oh shit here we go and i was on the coach i was talking to david james and and lewis figo <laughs> as you do and um wow i was speaking to them about it and david james was like mate like it's fine don't worry like i just so you realize like, i actually almost signed for celtic i was like okay so he was like if anyone's gonna get hate it's gonna be me uh so that made me feel better and then i got off the coach and there's like this little walkway of like all the people there. And I got off the coach with these guys and everyone just starts screaming for me. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is like, this, this is not how it works. So that settled my nerves. And then I came on with 10 minutes to go and everyone, like, I got a massive reception. There was a couple of boos, but they got drowned out by the cheers. Nice. And that's when I realized like Twitter is just such a bubble. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't, it's not a representation of like, not one of the person would have been at the game that was giving exactly, you hate. Exactly that. Exactly. Like the, the stadium was just full of like families and like, it's just a, such a nice atmosphere and everyone was so, so, and actually when I posted the video, I've never had such positive feedback. Like all the Rangers fans sort of like 
took me as one of their own. They were like, this is so sick what you're doing. Like it, we're, we're just so happy to see. Cause I was showing like inside this, inside the uh, change room and they're like, this is so amazing to see. Like, this is incredible. So that's when I realized like, okay, Twitter is actually, and Instagram positive reception. It was just Twitter that I was like, stay off Twitter. Shock. Trolls everywhere. Horrendous. Some stadium as well. Some atmosphere. Oh, I, pl I played up in Scotland for five years and playing at Parkhead and Ibrox is unbelievable experience. You'd go from playing. It's so historic, isn't it? Yeah, wow. you, but you'd get like 50,000, like you say, in one week. And then you'd go and play like in the cup, the Scottish cup the week after, breaking away and get 800 that are stood by a hedge. And you're like, oh my God, this is so surreal. But yeah. Like I was young at the time. It's the best place in the world for a footballer to learn. Because it is, it's, you, you experience all kinds of everything, every level of yeah, that yeah, yeah. English game, really. Yeah, I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And the Scottish fans as well are just so like hardcore, passionate. Yeah, they are. I, I, I'd love. To, I want to. I really want to go to an old firm game. I think that'd be amazing just to experience it. I went to one. What's uh, that like? Unbelievable. Uh, Morris Adu used to play for Stoke, American yeah, centre yeah, midfielder. He yeah. scored in the last minute to win one nil. And the whole stadium did the bouncy. Have you seen them? No. Oh, they've got this really famous song called The Bouncy and they jump up and down. The whole stadium was shaking. It was mental. Oh. All the Celtic fans tried to leave, but they get locked in for security. Yeah. Really. yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. It was an unbelievable like, it, just experience. Yeah, it's amazing. Just to have been to one. I remember looking around at uh, the, like, the sun was setting and like Gaza came on. <laughs> and I remember looking around and that's what, and I, I, just, I said to myself, in these moments, like, take it in because you're not going to get this ever again, ever again. I just take it and I just saw Gaza like walking on like as if like this like God had like emerged onto the pitch and like the sun was like beaming down onto his like head. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, I will never forget that moment ever in my life. It was amazing. Best thing I've ever done. Did you actually play with him then? Did he play? Yeah, he scored. Oh. He scored. I wouldn't, well, I say he scored. If you look at the goal, it's a pity goal. Uh, it, I, I think I have seen it actually. I have. It, like, but you know what? But. If for the moment, it's Gaza, the whole it? stadium erupted as well. Like it was brilliant, it was absolutely brilliant. You're not the only one that's sat in here that's played with Gaza. Surely, are you uh, yeah, I played in Martin Keown's testimonial as a kid and Fuck. for England, an all-star England eleven. How uh, old were you there? Uh, I was 17. I came on for the last 15 minutes for Rob Green and Gaza was for Rob playing. Green. What was that like? Incredible. It was at Highbury as well. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was incredible. Honestly, see, the best bit about it was not just, play obviously, it was like a dream come true being out on a pitch with some yeah. of the players. But in the dressing room before, right, I'm sat on my own, 17-year-old kid come through the academy at Arsenal. And I, I'm sat there, David Beckham walks in. I was like, oh, my God. And then Paul Gascoigne follows him Wait, in. Wait, what year is this? Oh, God, you're testing my knowledge. And I, I think it'll be about 2005. Oh my dear. So it's like golden generation yeah. era. So like when I came on, oh. John Terry and Ledley King were at the back. Nah. <laughs> Ian Wright was up top with Sean Wright Phillips. Paul Davis played. Gaza played. It was like ridiculous. That, mate, what an experience to have for 17 as yeah. well. Sitting in the dressing room and sharing like a, lock, a locker room with them lot. It was just incredible. Obviously Martin Keown at the time, he asked me to if I'd like to feature. I was like, oh my God, I was so nervous. But the kit was like four times too big for me. But you know, like that was like the, the one moment in my career that I look back on, I was like, that really changed my path. I was like, oh my God, I have to try and make this happen yeah, yeah, now yeah. and play like this every week. That is, oh wow. And at Highbury as well, like the, the tight change. David Beckham weren't even allowed to play. He walked on the pitch, took centre and walked off again because Real Madrid wouldn't let him. 
but he'd come over just especially just to, be a part to do of it. it. So like sat in the dressing room just looking at David Beckham. But the you best, there, the, the best thing I remember before the game is uh, they had a video crew come round to like do a video diary and that before vlogging and yeah. that. And they've got to Paul Gascoigne and they've went, uh, Gas, have you got anything to say to, to Martin? And he literally just turned around, did a full moon, he showed his arse <laughs> and went, looks like his face. And then just, that was it. <laughs> End of. I was like, oh my God. And he could get away with that as yeah, well. Only him. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Oh mate, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, can we go back to the World Cup as well? well yeah. Uh, obviously you've just been out there as well. You've been doing live vlogs and that, but you actually got to go out there. Yeah, sick. Uh, incredible it was actually amazing yeah it was well organized it was a great atmosphere everyone was so like polite like it was just a really like, good experience like i loved it the only thing was every game i went to was nil nil at half time yeah, you've got a curse i've you? got a big curse yeah <laughs> i was like it's surely not every game was like, not again not again not again oh yeah no it's actually happening every game so that was not ideal um and i got really ill yeah i got really ill I think the air conditioning, because you know the air con the stadiums, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like obviously you're always Harvesting breathing bacteria. Air, yeah, just always breathing air con. So I got really ill. But other than that, it was brilliant. Incredible. Obviously, yeah. it got a, a lot of stick before the, the World Cup. And yeah. that, but being out there, just surreal experience. Yeah, and I feel like the football, you know, like took over. Do you know what I mean? Like if you look at the games that were played and like the results and like the shocks, like it was actually one of the best World Cups we're having ever. Like in terms of like the group stage, especially like you came down to the final day and you didn't know what was going to happen. Like the way uh, South Korea got through and like it, Japan holding on, like it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. This and goes Morocco. out the day after the final. So Ooh. predictions, we can date stamp it then. Uh, well, I think I would love Morocco to beat France and I think they can. I think they get shocked, but I think it's going to be like 4-0 France. French France are just going to just like teach them a lesson a little bit. Then we're going to get Mbappe versus Messi in the final. And as sad as it is, Mbappe is going to come out on top. Do you reckon, yeah? France will win the World Cup, become the first ever nation to win it two World Cups in a row. A, or there's Messi a lot of people. Yeah, that's, a lot of people are hoping that Argentina do it just so that it ends the argument of yeah. Ronaldo beat Messi. Yeah. But, I thought, I don't, but even then, like, I just don't think they'll ever be. Like, you'll look back in 50 years' time, like, everyone goes, Pele Maradona, Pele Maradona. You could never, like, it's never, it's just all people's opinions like in 50 years time everyone's going to be still be arguing Messi or Ronaldo I think a World Cup could change that argument I agree I agree but then like and also Ronaldo's not helped himself in the last year yeah but I just he is two years further on his career I guess but like a World Cup he would cement himself as the greatest but there's in 50 years time they're still going to be like it's going they're going to go back and forth like how the World Cup maybe separates them but they're just two two greatest players ever who do you think is the better one well I was always Ronaldo because I just like, it's just very like impressive what he's done in terms of like everywhere, in terms of he didn't have the talent that Messi had, but he worked his socks off to get to where he is. But I also can't help but look at Messi and be like, wow, that's like art. So I just appreciate both. But I've always been Ronaldo. <laughs> I've always been Ronaldo. No, I still just, I've been Ronaldo. I've been, no, no, I'm very Ronaldo to be honest. But it's just like, I think when, pe when he retires... Like, you know, when Arsene Wenger was at the end, everyone's like, ooh, ooh, ooh I hate him, whatever. Yep. I so pissed me off so much that people were getting on. I love Arsene Wenger. And as soon as he retired, everyone's like, oh, we love him again. So I think that when Ronaldo retires, everyone's going to be like, forget it. this whole year, the whole interview of Piers, irrelevant. No one's going to care. As soon as he retires, done. Yeah, I think, I think this next move's vital for his legacy. 
Yeah. I think that obviously if he does go out to Saudi, it could ruin and tarnish his career. I think he could go to like a Lazio or like yeah. a Fenerbahce, somewhere like that, and just become a god out there. He's going to go back to Portugal, surely. Eh? It would make sense. But I don't think they can afford him unless he reduces his wages. I don't think he needs the extra couple of quid. No, I don't think. But then Messi, what happens if Messi... Goes to America? Yeah, into Miami. I suppose if he's one of our club, he don't really care, does he? He's like, yeah, job done now, completed life. (laughs) Might as well call it a day. Yeah, exactly. You would be immortal then. Yeah, you would. Going back to your videos then, right? You've done some really famous videos. Uh, Obviously, the absolute bangers as well. The Penalty King, FA Cup knockout penalties. Like where where do you get your inspiration, or is it just like the childhood games you used to play, and you know that they will work again because there's yeah, they're so like, much more relatable. Mm, knockout penalties we used to do as like our ki- like as kids, and then for that particular video we had the FA Cup actually like come to Seaford. So I was doing a series, I was working with the FA, and then we just got speaking with the security guards. Mark, weirdly enough, I think he's called nice and. Um, they just brought the FA Cup down to Seaford, which was like for Seaford, it was actually quite a big deal. So me and my mate and my mum just came down to the pitch and we just played for the FA Cup. The winner got it. And we like celebrated with the actual FA Cup, Sick. which is actually like crazy to think about if I look back at now. And then Penalty King, like, I don't know where that came from. It was just like six, seven years ago. There it is, yeah. It's six, seven years ago. And that Penalty King sort of like, that was probably the start of like, Foot, the football boom on, on YouTube, I'd say, because Penalty King, everyone basically started like nicking that as a series. Shout out, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was, that was just such a basic series, but people absolutely loved it. Like, it was brilliant. So I don't know where it came from. I sort of just, just make it up as I go along. I've never even. What was it like working with the F2? Yeah, brilliant. Five years ago, they were just quality. Like, obviously, there's been a lot of like. I know that maybe they're not on good terms at the moment and like as I've been Jeremy's taken a lot of sl- stick and whatnot and you know some would say rightly so but I mean every time I spoke they've just been quality to me basically like every time I speak to both especially Billy Billy's like it's been, I've been speaking to him a lot because he had a very similar surgery to me he's I can't I don't have a bad word to say about him and again with Jeremy like for me personally if you're talking about how he's been with me always been good always been good but I know to other people I've heard and, you know, he's not being as good to them, if that makes sense. But to me, I don't have a bad word. I, th- I think one of your the biggest things people will take out of your video is your catchphrase of smacky wacky doodah. Still, uh, it's on the return. <laughs> Classic. It's on the return. <laughs> when it comes back, whew, deadly. Where did that come from? <laughs> don't know. Just some kind of like <laughs> brain. It just came out. Yeah, it just sort of like blurted it out one day and then it's sort of like people loved <clears> it and I just stuck with it. And to be fair, like, I've, if when the hip's back and working... Some sometimes if I if I produce an accurate smacky wacky doodah, <laughs> unsavable. Are you still racking up your goals for City? Uh, I'll be on at least ten at the moment. Do you know about this, Mark? Yeah, of course. Everyone oh, knows about it. <laughs> Love it. It's so serious. <laughs> no, we're not joking. Ten goals for City. Yeah, we're front. not joking at the moment. It's also just like you got to say it with a bit of pinch of salt because, like, if I get you beat, mean it though, don't you? Oh, hundred yeah. percent. <laughs> Hundred percent. If I but if I had the fitness, if I had the intelligence, if I was in the right place, if I wasn't injured, if I morphed into Harley, if I morphed into Harley, if I was located in that exact spot, just like Star Trek beamed into that spot, could I tap it in from two yards? And Arteta said I could. So if Arteta says I can get eight goals for City up front, they're top of the prem. So he who's arguing with Mikel exactly? <laughs> Is that just something that obviously tongue in cheek that you came out with and everyone's just rolled with it? 
Yeah, yeah, ex- it, it literally exactly that. It's, I think it's so funny. Like, and Oli Palmer said he'd get twenty up front for City. Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't say it. He said it. He said it. Twenty up front for City. It's brilliant. I think it's so Which good. Which City? Man City. <laughs> Manchester City. Yeah. Uh, Oli definitely isn't getting twenty. Might get twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, going back to goalkeeping a little bit. Right, what what is your knowledge of goalkeeping? I like if I if you've seen me and ever seen me playing goal, it's just embarrassing. Have you ever played in goal? No, I've only been goal for football videos. But I can't. I suck at like I can dive to my right, but it's, I can't dive to my left. I'm right. I cannot. I can't do it. If I'm in goal for a penalty, I'm only diving to my right. And even then, it's just like, I'm not diving. I'm like, if the ball's near me, I'll get it. I don't, I physically cannot work out if you're right-handed, how you dive to your left. It doesn't make sense to me. Technically, you should be able to dive to your left better because your standing leg is more springy. So when you kick a ball, your standing leg is your natural jumping leg. So you should actually naturally jump left. I can't do it. It doesn't, it feels wrong. It feels wrong. I don't get it. I know nothing about goalkeeping. Nothing. You should, you should do that in a video then. That would be hilarious to watch you go through a training session. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Because I, I was going to do a video with Ben where we swap, swap roles. Um, I might still do it, but I just feel like I just get like, I just can't, I'm so shitting goal. I'm actually like <laughs> so bad. It doesn't make sense. What's your knowledge of goalkeeper gloves then? Obviously, we've got a wall behind you. The only thing I remember is when Bob Wilson would talk oh, David legend. Seaman like, the, the W. Catch it in the, I don't know if that's still a thing. And I know, yeah, like, of course it is. It yeah. is thing. And I, I saw like Casper uh, Schmeichel catches it like. Yeah, he's got the weird like. I don't know what he does. He traps the ball like it's, it's like a, a big wi- bear hug. Yeah, it's amazing. Weird. It's the timing that he does that with is incredible. But goalie gloves, like, I know they make a massive difference. Yeah, I do. know that the ones we use in videos are definitely not as good as these ones. Yeah. <laughs> like and like and do you use, uh, do you still have like the finger guards? Yes, yeah, so I still Th- wear that's them. That's still yeah. a thing. Yeah, it's still a thing. Yeah, there's not many keepers that do anymore. But is I that came... just for the lack of movement? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, a lot of people like these like really thin gloves now. Feel everything, and uh, I'm the absolute opposite. Right? Really? Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I don't know. I know more about football boots. Yeah. What, what's your knowledge of boots then? I bet you got a mad collection. Yeah, I bet you have. It's, it's pretty stupid. I can't lie. How many pairs do you reckon? Between 150 and 200. What? Yeah. I thought I was bad. I wear a new pair of boots every 10 games. Really? Because I, I take so many goal kicks, yeah. I hate movement in a boot. I like them stiff. Yeah. So my left foot on a boot, I hate. after a certain bit, I'm like, I can't wear that because I can't plant my foot anymore because yeah. they twist. That's interesting. I never would have thought about that. Yeah. I just have boots that I don't wear. Yeah. I'm just such a collector. You know how people collect stamps? Or they, collect, <laughs> they collect something. They all collect something. I collect football boots. What's your favourite pair you've got? Must be a pair of Preds. A pair of David Beckham I've Preds. I've got, no, I've got, um, I got Ronaldinho Tiempos, like white and gold. Yeah. That's definitely my favourite. And then I have just recently bought um, two new pairs. And I've got so many boots that are just like so rare and like I've never touched, but like people don't know that I have them. But I've got, I've just bought a pair of the Zidane remake Adidas Predators, nice. all gold. Yeah. And then I've just bought... The Mercurials? These new mercurial vape, I don't know if you saw yeah, them on my story. Um, yeah, those ones, the yeah, R9. Them, yeah. But I want them, I'm after a pair of the mercurial vapor threes that, that these are, but in white and gold. Yep. So these were the blue ones, which I've very, like Zlatan wore them in that advert and stuff like that. Adriano used to wear yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so, so good. Mercurial vapor. Oh, wait, the Ronaldinho R10 white and gold Tiempos. Yeah, bought them a couple of weeks ago. They're unbelievable boots. The old Preds used to be the best. I've got some 
you know, they, in 2019, they remade, like, for 25-year anniversary, I think it was, the Adidas uh, Predator Precision. Yeah. Like, absolute Precision. The David Beckham remake yeah, one. Yeah. I got a pair of them as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, like, Adidas and Nike boots that I've come out in the past that I like. I quite like. got some Champions League final, Cardiff Champions League final edition Adidas boots that I've never worn. Yeah. But I just love... I like I love it. I think the R9 Nikes were the best I've ever seen. The blue and silver ones. Oh wait, I, I really want a pair. Yeah. I found they I, made a remake of them, but yeah, the they actual did. originals of them. They're called R9. I'm sure they're Mercurials as well. There's a pair for sale, like the original ones from like '99 or '98, uh, for fifty grand. No way. Yeah, for sale. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> who's, who's buying that? Is it a thing that you actually set out to collect? Or is it just you start? I get sent start, a lot of boots. I yeah. do get sent a lot of boots. And you that's get sent more than boots than footballers do, don't you? Probably, yeah. <laughs> but like, I do also buy a lot of boots. So I, I don't help myself if that makes sense. Like I get sent a lot of boots, which, and then I always choose like one pair of boots to wear for like the next like six months. I'll just wear the same boots for six months. Even though I have all these new boots, I'll wear the same boots for six months. Because I like wearing the boot that I'm used Comfy to. Ones, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I always go for a stage like I was a CTR, as a TMP man, and I'm slowly moving into more of like a Mercurial Vapor at the moment. So like, yeah, I do, but I do buy a lot of boots as well. So I don't just get sent boots. So like, I do, <laughs> yeah, spend too much money on boots, really. Just a proper love of the boots. Yeah, though. I do. I love them. Can we talk a little bit about the Sidemen? Yeah, yeah. While you're here. Obviously, they've absolutely smashed it. They're blowing up at the moment. Well, not just at the moment. Going to another level, I feel like, at the it, moment. It's ridiculous how quickly they've like changed the game really we've been doing, doing it for nine years so it's been a long time but like even just their all their business ventures at the moment like sides and xx vodka like it's just amazing it's absolutely amazing and like if you go on like a sideman shoot the level of production now is just nuts it's absolutely nuts like we did one in dubai recently where like it's, it's actually out where we did a hide and seek on a, a, on yacht. a yacht that yacht is just like four four or five floors like what? It had a gym and a sauna. Yeah, it's outrageous. You're becoming a regular call up though. Do you notice? Is it does it help pitch side out? Do you get a sort of carryover from there or anything no, no, like that? I don't know if it helps it like directly, but like it's definitely good to be in other people's videos because they're just being part of like UK YouTube scene. You're just getting more known and stuff and whatnot. But mainly, it's just like they just ask their friends. Mm. Like we're just because we're mates and we live near each other. It's just like we help each other out all the time. So you're always constantly jumping in people's videos, like. I'll jump in there, they'll jump in ours, they'll jump on pitch side and whatnot. So it's just, we're all just a group of friends that just help each other out, basically. But it's uh, like what they're doing is just nuts. Like the level of, pr level of production, if you're going to side shoot, it's just stupid. Like it's actually outrageous. There's what, so many cameramen. Is there just a lot of people behind the scenes then? Like tens. Yeah. Like so many people behind the scenes. Even like the sets that are there, like they take weeks worth of production to set up a shoot. And when you're there, it runs so smoothly. It's, it's it. It, it is like it's better, way better than like TV shows. Like the level of, and they're getting more views than TV shows. Like they're like if you look at Beta Squad now, like they're following in Simon's footsteps and like taking it in, in another way. Like they're they're absolutely smashing it. I think YouTube groups are like where it's at, if that makes sense. Mm. It's, it's trendy. Also, it's so trendy now. But the, the resources that they have for each video is just ridiculous. Yeah. Obviously, with Mr. Beast in America, just absolutely flying. Mm. Uh, it's 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 also like I also like, but I, I I say like, so YouTube videos now like for a main channel video you just have to spend so much money, and like the production is so good like where does it stop? I don't know if where it stops. So it's also good that they have like 
more sidemen and keep it gaming and keep it like what YouTube was about in the past. So I think it's good to have both. They're like venturing out. They're doing podcasts. They do obviously their YouTube channel, TV, everything. But mm. they're just absolutely <laughs> everywhere. They're, like you said, look, with the vodka brand and everything. Mm. Is that something that you, you yourself and your own brand would love to tap into and get into more? Yeah, but then I'm like, I would, but I don't know what I would do, if that makes sense. I'm still working out what I would do, especially like going forward. At the moment, this year is definitely focusing on more like getting back from injury more regular content like i've just taken someone on board full time so we're working together now and it's like it's going really well so i'm focusing way on that this year but then you know i would like to venture out into other things for sure but i don't know what it is yet but time will tell <laughs> just concentrate and getting fit making yeah. some more videos there. that's literally what i'm at right now yeah i need to get back playing football basically Right, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today with Theo Baker. I cannot thank you enough for coming mate, on, no, mate. No, thank you. It's been really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Been amazing. This has been the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard, and producer Ben. Uh, please hit the subscribe button and give us a five star rating. It really helps our channel grow. Thank you again, Theo. No, thank you. All the best, guys. Take care. What a save from Mark Howard. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.